out there and welcome back to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets. It's The Mix, powered by Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Download the brand new Daily Fantasy app we love so much because we actually compete at it for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. Who am I? The girl named Sugar. It's your host, the big dude with the big mouth for the big apple, big Johnny Stud. Follow me up on Twitter at John Legaza, L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A. You know, come on, John Legaza, flow shopping and a razor. Let's get it. Everybody, please rate, review, and download, you know, subscribe and all that good stuff to Mayo Media Net audio only listeners. I got some cool graphics if you want. You jump over to the Bird app and grab that stuff for free as well. Let's do it. Enough of that. It's more of this. The fastest show in NFL. Absolutely. Anywhere, man. Take that bad boy to the bank. We got a big one tonight. Just more of a slop fest. The weather here in New York is disgusting. We got Jaguars. We got J-E-T. Yes, Jets, Jets, Jets. You know my kids going to have the jerseys on. The pennants are out. We are going to be going at it. Man, really, really excited. Remember, the Jets are good, but of course, they're not that good. Tale of two teams. Let's, you know, dive right into it, doing the thing that we do here. If you're unfamiliar, welcome aboard. Thank you so much. I know, you know, interest tends to wane around this time of season with the holidays and then teams kind of stinking quality of games being in the toilet. But maybe this one, not so much, should be a good one. But I really do think weather's going to be a factor. Something that I generally do ignore. We made some money ignoring the weather in Miami, uh, Buffalo lost some money not ignoring the weather in, you know, Cleveland and Baltimore. But again, you know, we wear our L's firmly on our big foreheads because what else can we do if you don't want to be a fraud? The first pillar of profit, it's the blue chips brought to you by Jock Market. Again, we got Jaguars, we got Jets. We're using Run the Sims projections to bring you the highest projected players on each team. Let's just dive on into it. And then we're going to throw the kitchen sink at all you, right? As like, you know, I'm listen, you know, I'm always trying to improve, always trying to get better. And as other shows are kind of, you know, tailing off people are like you know pulling stuff away i've been trying to pile on as much you know shite into this box that we can so it's trevor lawrence and travis Etienne, the only players projected above 14 at 15 7 and 14 2 respectively then to zay jones and christian kirk right at 10 points evan ingram at seven and a half so what to tell you they're looking for the offense to run through lawrence and run through Etienne, most likely on the ground right because these are ppr projections that are not being reflected on the wideouts we're going to let these projections tell us the story we're going to do our own analysis we're going to see where you know there's symbiosis and then hopefully make a bet consistent with that that will put some paper in our pocket onto the jet side zach will Wilson at the top, 15.8. So they have him right at Trevor Lawrence. I mean, right off the bat, something stinks here. Something is a bit fishy here, but maybe not. We'll get into it when we dive into the defensive stuff. Then it's Garrett Wilson, who just looks phenomenal. Wow, Jets scoring on draft picks, you know, and being really good. Not something that us Jet fans are used to. Down to Zonovan Knight, really bad injuries to players, something the Jets are used to. Having really great replacements coming up nowhere. Again, something we're not used to. Zonovan Knight looking really good. He's projected for 11.4, I think, as get healthier we'll see him work more and more into it Dennis Michael Carter and Elijah Moore and now there with those projections being at 7-7 seven, seven, and 6-2 Right off the bat, we should be thinking on there, right? And I think that's reflected in the total of 37. But given these projections, right? Remember, these are medians. If we come to the low end, this is like a, it's like a I don't know, seven out of 13, 6 game. Like, like, how do you even draw up these numbers, right? So Lawrence, 16 points is not a lot right because remember he he's runs just a little bit again he's gonna run a little bit 
you get four points for a touchdown. So if he runs for 30 yards and he throws one TD, there's seven of your 16. Then you have to like me, you know, nine other points. So that's what, you know, 205. So I think that's 205, one and oh, with 30 yards on the ground. And what are you going to get? Christian Kirk at 99, it's PPR. I don't know, five for 50. Ingram, same thing, three for 50. So just keep an eye, right? Try and I would like to train TTs a step further than just looking at them because again, remember, lots and lots and lots of smart people are using projections. I was going to say lots of dumb people are using projections. That makes them smart. Then we have smart people using projections, making them smarter. So if we want to really kind of stay ahead without trying to outsmart ourselves and do better work than the experts. I've mentioned this before. I think the best way to do it is to look for fine tuning. Look for fine tuning in those team totals, something that Run the Sims lets you do. I mean, I think that subscription is really worth worth it because it's going to open the door kind of unlocks a way of thinking again you know that's always the stuff that i'm about but sorry for the nuance in the context all right let's do a little bit of it i mean you know i'm always starting with the defenses here because i think when it comes to blue chips right you're looking to rip the top off right we're looking for the, the, the players that can really bust it so i think you want to be looking for weaknesses in the defense jacksonville defense lots of it you know i was really into that defense earlier on they've had some injuries they have a couple of linebackers out as well keep that in mind that's going to matter jacksonville defense last eight okay so you know you're coming here for splits i was doing a lot of l4 and then you could see how especially if there's a buy or a bad matchup or two that can kind of be sullied i think when you get to l8 Man, that kind of covers a bit of the context, right? Eight, eight games is a lot. Most teams are going to have a buy at seven, but it's eight weeks. All right, so Jacksonville, bottom five in points per game, 27 points per game, 393 yards a game, six yards of play, negative EPA per play, 36 yards per drive, almost three minutes time of possession per drive, and 45% scoring drives allowed, right? Rate. Those are all in like the bottom five, bottom eight at best, the run game has been good, but they've turned themselves into a pass funnel. Check it out. Run defense, positive 09 EPA per snap. That's in the top five. They're only allowing 126 rush yards a game, 4.3 yards per rush, 1.2 yards before contact per rush. That's very, very good. They've only allowed 20 four 20-yard rushes in that span, forcing eight fumbles. Jacksonville run defense has been very good. Pass defense, whoa, not at all. Bottom five in EPA per dropback, opposing passer rating of 102.7. That is atrocious. 23 completions for 267 yards per game. That's 12.2 yards per reception. They've allowed 25 completions over 20 yards. 15 passing touchdowns allowed. Bottom eight defensive EPA per against man and against zone it's been really really rough they play a lot of man coverage when you don't have the bodies and you're not getting you know pressure up front though they have created some it's not enough right you got if you're gonna be terrible right you're gonna have to get to the quarterback you're gonna need i guess i probably should have said actual sacks right i usually again you know nuance of context i usually try to look more at pressures and hurries and actual sacks right the closing thing but where the Jacksonville Jaguars have gotten pressure, that pressure rate up in the 30s, which is pretty good. The sack, only two sacks a game, that is in the very, very bottom. Now, I mentioned the injuries to the linebacker, and I think this is the first thing we want to think about, again, when we're trying to tackle these blue chips and who can get to the top of it. The main weakness here has been the slot defense, right? So again, we mentioned linebacker play. That's generally where some of that slot defense is happening, in particular with Zoe, right? If guys are dropping back, that's where you're going to get that center coverage, right? Check it out. Really, really bad. Jacksonville Jaguars, 
32nd, there's only 32 teams, last I checked, minus 52.2 EPA against the slot on defense. That's dead last, allowing 9.4 receptions for 125.6 yards per game and 2.1 touchdowns. Those are two per game, 2.1 touchdowns per game. Jacksonville has got annihilated, absolutely eviscerated in the slot so that's something that we absolutely have to keep an eye on so right off the bat you probably wouldn't be thinking garrett wilson however like a butt 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 the big shaking butt garrett wilson is like the the slot receiver like for the audio people doing like all these air quotes i'm starting to gyrate because i was diving through it all it's not as crystal clear as that when wilson's in the slot they go to him and it's effective right two he had two monster plays last week that said, Elijah Moore has gotten slot snaps. Tyler Conklin has gotten slot snaps. So I do think it is going to be a rotation. And while the door is open for Wilson, I do think it's going to be awesome. I think he's going to have a game. I don't think they have a choice other than for him to have a game, in particular with the weather, right? So if the weather is going to hurt deep throws, Wilson does have a very good arm, though he's not great at low, I guess, high percentage throws, right? He's Which is, is really counterintuitive. He's the, the player that makes the big play and then kind of, you know, throws a screen pass for an interception which is why it's very tough to bet on the Jets it's very tough to bet on the unders as much as you like the Jets because of the turnover factor right? as much as I like the Jaguars team total under you know it doesn't matter because Jack Wilson will throw a touchdown he will uh, to the other team and then your totals are kind of squashed right remember these lines are pretty sharp so we do like the slot we do like really like Garrett Wilson although I'm tempering expectations just a bit but I don't know you know the Jets may put their best slot player in the slot all game you know we don't necessarily know Jets defense other side they have just been like phenomenal I mean Jets defense is not because I'm a giant Jets fan it is just unreal for the Jets and it's across the board check it out Jets 18 points a game 296 yards a game 4.7 yards per play with a 0.09 EPA per snap all those are in the top five 25 yards a drive that's in the top three allowing scoring drives and only 31 percent of plays that's in the top eight the rush D is very good 117 yards a game 4.2 yards per rush 1.4 yards before contact per rush they've allowed only five 20 yard rushes right so the rush defense is really good all right so we're gonna do pass ah not so much Pump the brakes, top five in EPA per dropback. Opposer passer rating of 80.8, 19.9 completions per game for a only 178 yards a game. I mean, really, just ridiculous. Top three in 20-yard completions. And number one in touchdowns allowed, that's only five. I mean, the Jets are just really, really good. They're able to deploy a lot of man defense. Now, remember, nuance and context at the center is always. Lots of man defense means you're in the high 30s, but the Jets can succeed there. Also, Quinnen is going to play, I think. He got to practice in. So, like, when Q-Dub is back, the Jets look good anyway. Getting one of their best players back. I mean, it's really exciting for Jets fans, especially on defense. Offense, not so much. We'll get to that in a bit. Why I can't just bet on the Jets. I would love the Jets outright win. I think they still might win, but they, Zach Wilson just makes me terrified. I'm not about to go down that road just yet. Jets defense, really excellent on both sides of the ball. Keep that in mind. And while you have to limit everything with the Jaguars, I know they've been very, very good. Lawrence also tears up man, but this, this is not the defense they've beaten. I know on paper, I think it was like Dallas, right? Baltimore, but those teams can be getting beaten deep. And that's exactly what happened. I think man-to-man, the Jets really have the, have the matchup just across the board, right? The Jaguars have gotten by on Lawrence elevating other people. I do think he's very good, right? I'm not trying to knock T-Law, but... 
when we're talking about Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, these are not like 1v1 matchup wins. And I think the Jets are really going to get it done. So, boom, there we have it. For the blue chip section, let's move it on because I'm at that time marker. So, real quick, as the recap, I think blue chips, man, it's it's got to be Garrett Wilson. And I guess it's got to be Zonovan Knight. Just for some load, but man, I have really, really low expectations for this. So I think if we're talking about jock market, look at the price. It's all about the price, right? When we have consolidation of projections, don't be cute and pay up for the guy with a, you know, very marginal advantage to be the first, the top player. That's silly, right? You're better off working around the bottom. As far as DFS goes, I think it's about a, a narrative, right? So if you think the Jets take it, it's Wilson, Wilson, Knight, maybe even Carter, and look for, like, the Jaguar smush. Because people are going to be on the Jaguar offense thinking that's the sharp move. And, hey, it may be. I could be wrong. If I were drawing up three lineups, one of them would be a pro Jaguar lineup. I just don't know how you get it. I think it would probably have to be... It'd probably have to be on the ground. It'd probably have to be a lot from ETN, but that means you compare it with Lawrence in case it's like screen stuff. Other than that, I don't know how the Jaguars get it done. Maybe I'm joking Jets green Kool-Aid could be the case. All right, we got the ball passed. Midfield, that's the first pillar of profit. Those are your blue chips. Let's get on over to the course analysis stuff. We've got some penny stock and some other. We'll do some more offensive granular stuff. But first, a big breath for the big man. All right, let's get it. Second pillar of profit here at your penny stocks brought to you by Jock Market. Make sure you download that app. The promo code is MMN. After you're done rating and reviewing and subscribing and all the other stuff that matters, just way more than it should. I hate to beg for it, but hey, man, if you want this stuff to stick around, it's free. You know, stick your cartoon finger inside me. How's that? I'm a poet. Didn't even know it. All right, there's only two QBs on the board, so those are going to be your best values, right? It's Wilson and it's Lawrence. This was really tough. Lawrence has been excellent i mean wow lately like since the buy 295 yards a game 11 touchdowns to only one interception a 112 passer rating just awesome but a butt 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 like the big shaking butt like the garden hose and soapy water butt they've lost their left tackle and that's bad for right-handed quarterbacks right i'm not really hearing much about it but cam robinson is out and he is torn they're going to bring in a second year with very little experience. I think he has some draft capital behind him. But to me, that's a huge ding, especially against a Jets team getting Quinnen back in the front. So you can see I'm just very bearish on the Jaguars. I just think this is a a, a face plant spot for them, right? Just when everyone's super high, it's not like they're bad. This is just a p- perfect spot for them to get raked. They're outmatched on defense. The weather won't be any help. You're not going to be throwing any... It's going to be very hard to be throwing deep balls. And especially, I think if you do, you're in trouble, right? Because I think the Jets, with Reed and Gardner, I, I just, again, I have very, very weird juicing up the Jets. But I really think you got to go with Wilson over Lawrence, which is scary, scary, scary. Zach Wilson, I, my note says he's still very bad. But, 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 315 yards at least in two of the last four. Last week, he better than nine YPA yards per attempt. Very important. He also had a positive EPA against man and against zone. But if you watch that game, he threw one of the worst singular passes you'll ever see in your entire life. I mean, and it was a, like an end-over-end flipping, flopping duck pass that ended up getting completed because Michael Carter, like, you know, American gladiator somebody for it. it was, it's so ridiculous, and it's very, very difficult to bet on the Jets because of the 
outlier plays that Wilson makes to the downside. That's just what it is. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating, and it makes it hard to bet on. But Wilson is there. Remember, value is a rate stat. Wilson projected 15.8. Lawrence projected 15.7. Wilson's 9.8 salary to 11.4 is the reason why the cost per point is coming in so much lower. And with a similar projection, there's Wilson as your value reflected also in the IPO. So if I had to choose one, the value is clearly Wilson. As far as the running game goes, I think this one is going to be really, 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 really tough. I just don't know who gets it where. You know, Knight has been limited. I think he's very good, but he showed you what can happen when you run into a, you know, tough defense, right? So we saw Knight getting to work. He had uh, 17 touches against Chicago, 20 touches against Minnesota, 19 against Buffalo, down to 13 against Detroit. But that one just turned into like a bit of a slop fest of Detroit run the up front really improving, right? They have the uh, top two overall pick on there, right? Hutchinson is starting to look really, really good. So remember, like tough run these, just smush these guys out. And it's very possible you get very little from anybody here. The reason I like Knight is because I think the Jets will win, and I think volume-wise, he gets it. I think ATN is the better running back, right? Don't get it mistaken, but what we thought coming into the season as far as ATN goes, we thought we were getting more of like a dual threat, and that's just not been the case. I'm looking at the game log here. He has yet to go over three catches in any game. Now, there have been a couple of yardage totals in the 30s and the 40s, making for a nice average. However, it's not even consistent, you know, goose eggs laced between the twos and the three, right? Going back 0-3-0-2 as far as catches goes. So we're talking about players that, against tough defenses, and especially if you fall behind, he's kind of been taken out of the pass game. And we've seen, you know, Hasty be the guy to put up the big catches, although Lawrence does not really throw to the running backs. So sometimes the answer is neither, right? When it's X or Y, sometimes the answer is neither. But if I had to keep walking as I get through it, my pick for values would have to be hasty, I guess. You know, because of the really low salary, I'd be looking for more of a... I'm looking for more of a short passing game here. I think both of these defenses are extremely strong up front, going to be clogging all the run lanes. The only way to get around it, with weather limiting the back end, is going to be, you know, using the slot. Uh, quick outs and the like. Both of these teams play very similar styles of defense, although the outputs have not been nearly close at all. But they're both Jaguars play a lot of man. They get beat by man. Do the Jets have it? I like the Jets' wideout skill. I don't know if the quarterback has what it takes to get there. And then again, we have the bad weather. So I think we're. It's a weird one, right? And that's why it is a weird one. There's no way you think bad weather, so you want to lean on the running game. But I don't think the running games are going to be there. Again, give me Zonovan Knight just in case. The Jets are able to open up a bit more of the Jaguars' defense. We know they're worried about the pass game. So right now it's Wilson and Zonovan Knight here. I sound like the Jets homer. Let's do the wide outs really quick. It's Braxton Berrios, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Zay Jones, and Christian Kirk. I mean, it's really just a grab bag here. All of the course of points, pretty similar around seven and change. Berrios sticking out to the upside, right, the cheaper side. The three-point projection I actually think is a little low. I don't know how you. I don't know how you get there. He's he's gotten looks now because the Jets want to work the slot, and he's not. You know, he's not the best guy. Right? People think about uh, Berrios as like a slot receiver, and they should. The problem is the Jets have ta- more talented slot guys, so he's going to make a catch. He's making a, a catch or two every game, 
But in case that two becomes the three today, right, even with the one catch he's getting, it's usually one, you know, for around 15 or 20. So I think, I, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I got to back off. I don't know. I see the 189 IPO, and I don't, I don't understand how, you know, Barrios projected for only half of Elijah Moore at six is, you know, the Moore's price is almost quadruple, right? It's more than triple at seven. Moore did get targets last week, but they're just not efficient. So this is last week again. You know, it's hard to use Jets' offensive stats like year to date, for example, because of the quarterback changes and the style, like the stylistic changes the Jets have had with different quarterbacks. Right, with White, it's just pass, 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 pass. Wilson, he doesn't make the layup throws. It's a little bit harder to get to, or it isn't really quick. We, last week, it was Wilson at the top, 40 routes, 9 targets, 4 for 98. Then Elijah Moore, 35 routes, 7 targets, 4 for 51. So I guess i got to bite my tongue on this. I guess, I, I, I guess I didn't focus enough. Maybe I don't like to split things to one game. But I think that's what the projection systems are doing. And since they're smarter than I am, maybe that's what we need to be doing. And I'm really willing to take all the L's I have to in this game of ours. So the last week's usage looks more like these projections. So... More seven targets, 451. It was Berrios had six targets, one for 14. That's what I had in my mind where I don't know how we get to the the three-point projection. If Berrios gets six targets, he's the value guy. So, again, like backing up on the backup, countering my own counter. Again, I really like Garrett Wilson. I think he's going to get the hyper use. I think the 9K salary is way too low. I think the 36% projection feels a little bit too low. But if that's the case, he is a smash the 2T smash, right? He can get it done yards after catch. He can get, also get it done through volume, and he also gets red zone targets. So Garrett Wilson to the front of the line, blue chip and penny stock. So that is usually how I end up with a prop play, right? So, you know, guys that ring the, ring the bell, check the box across the board of the guys I'm generally going with. Um, I have some usage stuff for the receivers. Receivers I do usually like to do more of a last four thing. Jets probably what you'd expect, but again, I mentioned it with um, Wilson. As far as Jacksonville goes, let's do Jacksonville last four. Okay, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, really, really, really at the top of the board. Both of them more than 92% route participation. So let's do it's Jones and then Kirk. 41 and 34 as the targets. 27 and 21 receptions. 347, 287 receiving yards. The point being, it's like Jones and Kirk pretty highly concentrated. And after that, Evan Ingram. Though for the amount of routes, the target per route run is a little low for guys like Jones and even ATN is down at seven. So let's call this very highly concentrated Jones, Kirk, and Ingram. Problem is, again, Jets defense has been incredibly tough on tight ends. It's very difficult to get anything done with tight ends against the Jets because of the strong front seven play. And again, right, I mentioned the linebacker play, how sometimes the Jets even, they do these, like, simulated pressures and they drop linemen into coverage and they're all very good. So, like, it is Jones and Kirk and Ingram for sure. I just worry what you're going to get to it. The split that I did want to mention, I made a note for it here, is, again, the Jets play a ton of man, so let's look at that. When you get to man, this is year-to-date because the Jacksonville Jaguars have had... Lawrence the entire year. It's Kirk, 35 targets, 23 for 313 and 3. Pretty strong line, 28% target per route run, 13.5 yards per reception, 10 air yards per target, 35% of the team air yards. So it is Christian, Kirk, other thing that I had noticed 
Trevor Lawrence's slot target percentage through the roof, that number 36 again. Sorry, there's so many split. You have to see, I have split notes on top of split notes on top of split notes, but I think we got most of the pertinent stuff to you, right? So high concentration for the Jaguars. Let's go with Kirk. So let's back up Kirk being the piece that we want to run it back with against the Jets. I know Jaguars have seemed like hard to predict. Like, oh, is it a Kirk week? Is it a Jones week? And I think that's really it. I think as Lawrence gets better at reading coverages, he knows more what he wants to do. It's not like you're going to eat really well against the Jets at all, though you can get to them at the slot. They're allowing receptions, just not for a ton of yards. They haven't allowed touchdowns either, but there is a negative EPA against the slot for that reason, right? They're just going to allow it. So let's go with that for sure. Let's push Christian Kirk to the front. After that, it's Zay Jones, a target leader. We're pretty much even. The efficiency the same, but the yardage out there. So 34 targets, 24 for 211 and 1. After that, it's Ingram down to 19 targets. So pretty steep, precipitous drop-off, cut almost in half to 14, 187, and 2. So Ingram is a red zone target. So let's keep those guys in mind. If you're running the Jacksonville stack, it's Kirk Jones Ingram. And Lawrence, if I had to feed one, let's feed Zay Jones, right? Because the market's high in Jones right now. He's carrying our best ball teams to, you know, perceived glory. But with that takes public perception. You're seeing that reflected. Jones has the higher projection. Zay Jones also has the higher projected ownership. So let's feed Zay Jones. I might even short him today. And let's get with Christian Kirk as well. Going with the slot targets, expecting the high man use, knowing that Kirk is the top slot target to the top read for Trevor Lawrence. Boom, 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 boom. There are your penny stocks. So again, let's just call our values. Zach Wilson, Sodom and Knight, Jermichael Hasty, Braxton Berrios, Garrett Wilson, and maybe even Christian Kirk, depending. Although I wouldn't call him a discount in jock market anytime you know you get over that ten dollar ipo and you're not a running quarterback it's tough to stick that label all right we are goal to go man we are bringing the heat as always and if you picked up what we're putting down and if you might have learned something maybe had a giggle or a laugh and really digging what we're doing man please rate review and subscribe and if you want to give me the best christmas gift you can it's a five star review with my name in it because man let me tell you something those are the things that can't be ignored in this click economy all right let's get the ball in the end zone so I can show you my new touchdown dance. But first, just a quick breath for the quick man. All right, everybody, let's wrap it up. Close out strong as always. Week 16, Thursday night foosball prop brought to you by Jock Mark. Give me Garrett Wilson, 60-yard alt prop. That's a plus 105. Please, people, take the alt prop. Stop paying juice for props. If these guys go over, they generally go way over. I've also been more into building ladders. And again, if you want to just know quick, because it really means a lot to me that everyone is pushing forward. I know we have not had the best of fortune as far as outcomes, but I get way more positive feedback than negative because, again, it's about the feather in the cap and understanding how to put yourself in sustainable positions. It's very difficult to bet on football and make money, but this is the way to do it in props, in my humble opinion. Take the same amount of risk, right? So the anyone telling you the answer to your problems is to bet more, that's not true, okay? So I don't want to have this misperceived that... The idea is risk more. The idea is not to risk more. The idea is to make more efficient use of your risk. Let's just do it really quick. So if you're betting $10, you're a $10 better, use the same. Add a zero if you're 100 or 1,000. But for my $10 betters, okay, you bet $6 on this, okay? Idea being $6 at plus 105 over 60 yards is a 20% gain on your original $10 bet, which is perfectly cromulent. But if you... 
you do that, you could put a dollar on plus 70, a dollar on plus 80, a dollar on plus 90. Those props go through the roof. Oh my gosh, they are just ridiculous. I might have it. Do I have it here? I do have it here. All right, check it out, everybody. And, and this is what I'm saying. So, like, yes, you get smoked if he ends up with 64. Okay. But even in that case, you still make your 20% gain. In the case you lose, you lose no matter what, right? So, loss and loss and loss. But not all the wins are created equal. And I think that's what I'm getting at. So, plus 105 for 60 yards goes up to plus 170 for 70 yards, plus 250 for 80 yards, plus 370 for 90 yards. Garrett Wilson is clearly a plus 90 yard receiver. He went over 90 in three of the last four games. I mean, it's just something that he does. But if you have those dollars or 10 or 100 spread across the board, whoever it is, you know, now you're adding another. 2.7, 3.5, that's another six bucks. And then 4.7, another, you're almost doubling, right? You're more than doubling up. And I think that's that's what I'm talking about, is you turn the bet 10, return 10 potential into bet 10, return 20 in a best case, but when you have these progressive buildouts, so like, boom, that is like, if that don't earn likes and reviews and stuff, I don't know what will. So give me Garrett Wilson over 60 yards. I have just, let me see one of these notes that I didn't have. Did I mention Zach Wilson is still bad? But Garrett Wilson, year to date with Zach Wilson, 90% route participation rate, 44 targets leads the team, 28, 405, and 0, 22% target per route run, more than two yards per route, more than nine air yards per target, and 16% of his receptions have gone for over 20 yards, right? Because we like the yak, we want to stretch it especially if you're looking for yardage we want to be able to get it in just a single play one other thing i wanted to mention these were not listed was jacksonville missing those linebackers they've given up 32 catches for 303 and three to tight ends in the last four game tyler conklin also works out of the slot and he's a favorite target of zach wilson so i mean we got to stick him in there as well he's probably a good bet for like reception props if there's something like that you know an over he'll probably be two and a half or three and a half and you can get with something like that the yak is not really there the artist's not really there the red zone targets might be so maybe wilson um conklin does have a spot in there you know as you're building those narratives and that will do it for the very last show before Christmas, and I want to wrap it up with just a little bit of mush. So for the pure football DGens, thank you so very much. Enjoy your holiday, and Happy New Year. But for those of you there for the little bit of extra, let me just ramble just a bit about how much you mean to me and what this means to me and how much everything should mean to everybody, as mushy as it sounds. I don't know if you follow my Twitter handle, but if you do, check it out. I usually keep it very, very, very tight between the lines as far as sports goes, but you do know I'm a really emotional guy, and it means a lot to me to share and help people, maybe in my situation or worse, right, with situations that reflected my past ones, right, that weren't the most optimal, where, you know, I, yeah, talk about being a professional better at a high level. Like, right now, I I bet a lot more than most people do, but I'm not, I'm not saying I'm professionally betting. Because you don't want to do that, right? Because of all the stress and stuff that comes with it. Unless you truly have a six-figure role with the ability to discipline, you know, use the, use the risk management and, and stringent discipline plans, you know, you're going to fail. But where this all ties in is what matters to you. And that was it for me, right? I got away from that game because of the stress I wanted to be my family. Spend, I, you know, I you have to work always. 
and I've been very lucky this life and very you know I teach myself trading and if internet stuff I can help you out with that also you know I value my wealth in independence some people like watches and fancy clothes and cars listen those things are dope just not my style right you're gonna catch me in a black tee you know with the black Yankee hat on looking cool man I like to sit on my wealth because for me it's the free time I'm not having to get up and go to a 9 to 5 and have to listen to somebody else to be able to take my kids to school pick them up from school I know I talk about family that's my style but for you whatever it is you don't have to be like oh me and the Disney dad stuff if you're writing or painting or hunting or fishing or whatever it is just don't be gambling 24 hours a day right so just to wrap it up with the fulfillment you know I had been off my game lately because I've been going through some serious personal stuff um, you know, preparing for some of the worst news that you can get as an individual and a very young family. And I, you know, I don't show these things because I didn't, first of all, I didn't have bad news and I can't control it. So I'm not going to be out there, oh my God, I'm worried. I could be really sick. But I was going through tests and having the, you know, talks with the doctors about preparing for the worst. And, you know, thankfully, grace of God, whatever it is, whatever part of the universe or this thing of ours you believe in, you know what I mean? Again, I don't force my stuff on people. That's never been my way. But by good grace, right, good fortune, whatever you know Joe Boo you know I I my test came back and you know it was clean and what we were worried about was the C word and that touches a lot of people and I, I tweeted about that how I got a, a a clean and positive result and how I had spent the weeks before leading up to it just completely destroyed melted down and but I'm not showing it you know and I think there's a few lessons there right and it's not about you can't show it I think I'm very proud of myself for not allowing things out of my control to make me negative. And the thing that I learned, this is the big bow, was man, stop being negative altogether. Because if you think that the, you know, oh, trust me, all the ticks, the ticks on all of our clocks are finite, right? It's all unlimited. But if you really start to sense it, you know, or if you find out, you're going to really regret fighting on the internet with strangers you're going to really regret not speaking to your best friends you're going to really regret choosing something selfish over spending time you know hug your wife hug your kids hug your husband hug your family call the people that you fought with mend take the time to mend and that's the lesson i wanted to be in this holiday season which means so very much to me and now i mean quite literally feeling like i have a new life you know, as if I can have more of this gusto, you know. Be good to everybody, you know, be good to yourself. I'm telling you positivity because I'm somebody like myself who's very brash and stand up for myself, you know, and I really believe in all the choices I make. And we're going to get out of here in a second. And that would have been, that's a regret of mine. Having spent too much time on negative stuff, you know, breaking down instead of building so that's my last lesson build people please build go back and fix build forward go back and fix you know you, if it get more bees would catch more bees with honey than vinegar but you know you you'll you'll be glad that you did turn off the phone turn off the tv hold your loved ones in the quiet skin to skin face to face think about how much it means to you boom that was it i really do love you all very much it means very very much to me the people that reached out to me might I am so full. I, I couldn't even get back to everybody. And I wanted to. I've been in DMs up all night thanking people from the heart that have, you know, I know I've never met before with two followers. You mean as much to me as everyone else, you know. So that's it. Thanks for picking up what we're putting down here.
enjoy your holiday season, please. Happy and healthy. Whatever you celebrate, I, you know, whatever you celebrate. And if you don't celebrate, partake in the joy. You know, do something nice for somebody. Because that's where it's at, man. I'm at that, like, I don't want no gifts. You want to give me a gift? I'm sorry, from five-star review, right? I mean, I'm not that unselfish. You know, I just don't want, I don't want your money, you know. I want you to help build, and boom. Wow, so before I start crying, man, download the Jack Market app and rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod. This adventure of ours has been really wonderful, and I hope it's been informative, and I hope you've seen even in my own work, right, that I'm, I'm, I've never stopped working for you. I've never stopped trying to get better, adding, splitting stats, more perspective, X's and O's, you know, all the things that I think matter. Right, the things that I wanted as a content junkie when I was the Hoover vacuum, when I was just sucking up content. You know, the things that I want that make a difference, that spark the brush fire in my mind. So, all right, everyone, I'm out of here. <laughs> man, you mean so very, very much to me. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the game. We're done with the book, man. Enjoy that pay. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. Get out there and build something before this new year. That's my challenge to you. Peace.